camera. And the award and the goes winner. to... Nobody, because no one cares, because you're corrupt, because you suck ass, and also we're Caribbean, so apparently we don't fit your little club, so fuck you, and that's who the award goes to, and by the way, mail them all to me, because I'm gonna make chains out of them, and then I'm gonna wipe my ass with said chains, sorry, I started hot, also, Cinemagic. Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right, <laughs> and uh, uh, th that is not Warren Beatty reading the wrong awards. <laughs> Is the right winner for this he's, year. Wait, he's really alive? He's still alive? <laughs> I don't know, man. Look, we've been losing a lot of people. I'm just saying, like... I know. So as we start our Cinemagic podcast, again, I'm your host, Jonathan Gondua, with the greatest, the greatest co-host, Rick Acevedo over Hello. there. Um, we're, we're talking about the Golden Globes this year, but just like any award ceremony, we should say in memoriam for all the people that we've lost. A lot from of Betty people. White to Sidney Poitier to uh, Bob Saget. It's been, it's, man. It's, it's been actually in uh, Ronnie well, Spector. Betty White technically died last year. And, and Ronnie Spector, Spector died um, last night, I believe. Or maybe the night before, she's the singer that uh, sang uh, "I'll Be My Little Baby," and she was actually married to uh, you know to Phil Spector. But luckily, she was able to get away from that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been crazy, man. It's been yeah, it's crazy been, it's few been days. Crazy, and I mean, Weeks. I'm a, yeah, I, you're right. Avid fan of Sin and Portier, so uh, the o, no, I said the OG, one of the originators. I mean. You can't talk about, uh, for me as a black male, wanting to work in Hollywood. Uh, and working in Hollywood, you can't talk about that. That's how about Sidney Poitier. Hey, you know, and, and, the fact, and the fact of the matter is, let me say this about Sidney Poitier because it, it has to be said. Um, there is a man who was all class all the time, who was the epitome of a leading, leading man, black or white. Let me yep. let me make that very clear. Black or white does not matter. Yep. Sidney Poitier was the epitome of what a true leading man should be. Um, his performances were incredible, and his efforts as a director were also incredible. For you know, comedies that he did with uh, with Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder and everything, uh, he was a, just an incredible figure. And lived an incredible life, and we should all be so lucky if we were only a micro fraction of what Sidney Poitier was. You know? Oh, a hundred percent. So, if, if I could ever be as good as <laughs> him, that would be a uh, that would be one of the greatest accomplishments yes, of life. Yes, that's a hundred percent, or anything that he puts his mind to. So, oh yeah, um, you know, so Sidney Poitier, <clears throat> definitely a great loss. And younger generations may not know him, but go and check him out on a lot of things that he did. Um, in the heat of the night to serve with love. Um, he I was, was, was going to think, I was like, probably what people remember of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. The Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. On, he, did the, he did the original. Uh, better the, than the Action Kutcher remake, of course. Oh, okay, wait a second. Okay, look, I am, you're my but friend. You may know that. Hold on, you're my friend, and I love you to death, and you're my family, but I swear to God, if you ever even utter those two words, like if you, in the same breath, Oh man! Woo! I guess Ashton Kutcher's technically better at prank shows because I've never seen Sidney Poitier do a prank show. Um, yeah, uh, and I never seen an Ashton Kutcher prank show, so I could give two fucks. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. That one in MTV. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
I was like, I guess technically Adam uh, uh, Ashton Kutcher is better at that. Sure. Technically. Sure. But that's only because Sidney Poitier never did one. Uh, that's almost. <laughs> could, you imagine, did, which, could you imagine Sidney Poitier coming in and saying, You have been punked. <laughs> that is power, man. That is fucking power. I really power. wish I could see that now. I really But you know, Sidney Poitier in like his three piece suit, like a ten thousand dollar fucking Briani suit, there's Sidney Poitier saying, You have been punked <laughs> And just making you feel like you're the littlest person in the world because he's Sidney Poitier, man, he had that power. Okay? Oh, that would be amazing. I totally wanna see that now. Okay. <laughs> Alright, alright. Uh, All right, so let's get the serious now. Behind the scenes, writing our own stuff. Rick, I'm putting that in on one of our animated shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I'm putting that in. <laughs> that was just a callback reference of Cindy Bodier doing punk, a version of punk. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I have to see that now. Uh, <laughs> I have to see that now. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, so I have to do that. Cindy Bodier's yeah. punk. Cindy Bodier's <laughs> punk. But you know, it's it's much more like you don't have like the stupid element. You just have an element of just fucking class, man. It'd be kind of a mix of in the actor studios with punk of taking like master class actors who really get into this role, and maybe they spend years like punking someone. <laughs> or or Sydney Port Sydney Portier is, is, and I don't want to give too much of the idea away now because I'm in love with it. Uh, is like training them, right? And then they give this performance, and he's like, that was a fine performance, but it's not. And then he's like, are you sure? Because I feel like I could have maybe moved around the stage more, and Sidney Poitier's like, no, it was terrible. You have been punked. Retire. What? <laughs> I, I love it. So, uh... <laughs> We did lose one of the traits that he poured One of the great ones. He will not be forgotten, especially in my animated form. <laughs> Where he runs punk. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, and Bob Saget, that's a real loss, too. That kind of came out of nowhere. We grew, um, and we grew up with Bob Saget. I mean, Full House, America's Funniest Home Videos, the other iteration of Full House uh, for younger generations. How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. He was, he was really part of the reason why you would listen to that show. Oh yeah! Um, oh yeah! Ted, by the way, Ted never, never equaled up to his voice. I'm just gonna say that in the show. Ted never equaled up to the voice. Of yeah, no, I mean Bob, Bob Saget was like a really tall dude and and just very. Um, yeah, no, it just it, it was it, it just, it's different. It's different. You're 100 percent correct in this. I I cannot. He never, he never grew into that voice. Just gonna say that as the character, not the actor. That's totally different. No, no, I mean, nice kid. You know, no <laughs> one's saying anything negative about him. It's just a matter of, you know, if you're if you're if you're a legitimate Bob Saget fan like we are, and you know his comedy, you know everything, you know that that wasn't that was all Bob, hundred yeah. percent Saget. Yeah, yeah, uh, I love that. So yeah, it was uh, but. But yeah, that Bob Saget thing just really came out of nowhere. I don't know. It came out of left field. Relatively came, young. Well, 65 and he looked good for 65 it wasn't wow. like you know it, it's weird like these guys these these a lot of these guys that were in in, uh, in sitcoms in the in the 80s like guys like Harry Anderson who also looked pretty young and you know from Night Court these guys like <clears throat> just dying out of like left and right it's weird mm -hmm. you know it's not 
it, it's weird how the previous generation of comedians were lasting until well, well until their 80s and their 90s and stuff like that, you know. So it, it's just odd how these guys are just dying out younger. Right? And I mean, you know, things happen and, and health issues can arise for anyone. I mean, but it's just weird. It's like, man, how could that have happened? Yeah, yeah. So this is weird. So got to do that in memoriam a little bit, as any award show has to do before we celebrate the good we have to just remember the greats that came before us yeah and um i i don't know if this is celebrating the good though because what we're talking about this week is the golden globes yeah it's yeah. oh god uh, and, and originally i'm gonna say this so you'll know it's coming we are going to talk about He-Man, okay? At some point. We promised you all we would talk about the second half of He-Man. Look, we eventually got to Stan Lee. It took us like six months, but we got there. We got there. And so uh, it's, He-Man's coming. It's coming. But Golden Globes just happened. We had to talk about it, so it's here. Now, I'm not going to promise you He-Man's coming next week. I'm telling you it's coming. <laughs> you know, we respond to what's around. But uh, we want to take the time to talk about it because, you know, this year is a crazy year for the Golden Globes. Not that any other year hasn't been crazy, but this is a year where the Golden Globes have not been televised. And, just not here. and, you know, so, of course, the Golden Globes have been in television for I don't know, God knows how long. I mean, can you check how long they uh, were on NBC? It started in about 68. So we they started televising in 68, but they've been yeah. around, they've been actually, you know, doling out the awards since the 19... 19- what 40s late 40s yes but in the 68 was like in around the 60s was the first time they started right so i think to give people context because obviously everyone knows for example the grammys the oscars the emmys Mm -hmm. and you know these are basically academies of music television and film that are like composed and comprised sorry of between nine to ten thousand voting members each the emmys might actually be more than that because it's international they also have the college Emmys and all this other stuff. So these are the awards that we know about. Obviously, other shows are, are kind of there for the um, gimmick factor, like the TV Land Awards, like um, what are some other gimmick shows, like the MTV Music Video Awards. I don't even know if they have those anymore because do we even they have music do videos? The People's Choice Awards? And- People's Choice Awards have been around forever. Um, they've had a TV deal uh, before I think with ABC and they used to do Gallup polls for voting and stuff like that but um, the Golden Globes is in a weird spot and it was always in a weird spot in that it took place in January it it um, awarded statues, trophies, whatever you want to call them little, little balls to you know not just films but also some categories in television now where the Golden Globes are like an odd bird of an award and we'll get into all that um the five main categories where people would win golden globes meaning best actor actress supporting actor supporting actress in film usually were a good predictor for the oscar winners of that of that same year yep the thing with the golden globes was that it was Put together, it was this huge event put together by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is the real dick here. Um, <laughs> and I can't, I can't not actually say this in any other way. Look, I had a resolution this year to not have the potty mouth, but 
shit like this makes me feel like I straight up pooped out of my mouth. So therefore... Wait a second. Uh -huh. Wait a second. second. got to stop you right there. You had a resolution to not be a potty mouth this year? For like five minutes. I, I was tried. about to say... Not, I mean, this is like our third or fourth podcast. Third? Third? Second? Second of the year? I, I don't know. Time something, like that, something like that. But, but I talked <laughs> to you multiple times, and I swear. <laughs> oh, no. Every other every other word out of my mouth. Listen, I get it. I get it. I totally... <laughs> thank God my mother doesn't listen to this. She'd slap the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> she'd be like, listen. Anyway. Um, how, how many curses did you just go through in this field about how you weren't going to say curses? Like five, literally five. I just did five. Uh, I'm counting, dude. I have a counter. I'm legitimately trying. I, dude, I am trying to be better. Um, Do you have a swear jar? If I had a swear jar, I'd be retired. Yeah, I, I, I think you should start one. Cash app. We should do a swear jar. I should start buying bonds every time I swear because bonds are cheap, but they eventually mature. And since I'm not planning on maturity any goddamn time soon, I get those bonds, I cash that shit in, I'm out in Boca Raton. With the rest of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association who couldn't get their shit together ever at any fucking point in time. Hashtag, I cuss a lot. Write that down, it's gonna be famous one day. So, my problem with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is this. You, in, in all the other academies, you have thousands of voting members. In the Hollywood For Foreign Press Association, you have like 80 ass clowns who, as we will delve into later on, Jonathan, because you have the actual, like the Irishell article pulled up. 87 members. 87. 87. Members. <laughs> wow. Before, before changes, before changes were made. Yeah, oh, yeah, members. let's talk about those stupid ass fucking ass clown plexiglass changes. I'm dying to go into that. Because I saw their fucking Instagram. It was a goddamn joke. This whole thing has been a joke. Since November of 2020, this has been a joke. But really, for 80 years, it has been a fucking joke. Mm -hmm. So these clowns from the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, who I'm trying to understand how they were actually qualified to determine who's the best actor or actress or supporting actor or supporting actress or who's the best film. Now, well, they put together yeah, this... Go ahead. They're movie people who work in movie journalism. Right, yeah, okay, they write... I, I'm giving some vague things because it's supposed to be people of the Hollywood Foreign Press, the people who work in print media, who work... You know what, Jonathan? I'll trust the fucking critics at, at fucking Rotten Tomatoes before I ever actually listen to these clowns. And you know oh, how I feel about Rotten Tomatoes. But that's their quote-unquote qualification. Their qualification. Their qualification is that they were smart enough to engage in the biggest fucking hustle that ever existed because, look, everything in this industry we understand is about making money while selling a tangible intellectual property, you know, IP product that's been put together. And we get that. Look, we do that. And, you know, at any level, you're doing that. And I get that. But to hide behind this veil of... We're the foreign press. And the fucking point to your existence in life is you're making millions of dollars through this nonprofit organization selling this show on NBC for millions of dollars. Okay? And then on top of that, 
gaining favor for yourself, and by favor I actually mean cash and whatever fucking bribes you can get, gaining favor for yourself by essentially selling your rewards, which isn't 100% a new practice, but the politics behind that are far clearer elsewhere where you know what to expect and what not to expect. And so therefore you're not 100% surprised when some shit happens, okay? So yep. my problem with this is the fucking Foreign Press Association has been this hustle for years. Oh, okay? Yeah. Since its inception, basically. Since 100% its inception, okay? And they essentially they were completely exposed because someone went with the story, I believe it was to the uh, to the LA Times, and the LA Times and, did a did a an ex a quote-unquote exposé quote unquote and I'm going to explain what that means in a second but yeah I know by the way I want to say the LA Times exposé wasn't the first one it, they've had several over the years talking about the practices over there this is just the one that garnered the most traction you know what <laughs> but you know why it garnered but you know why it garnered the most traction because you can only get hit in the face with the dick of hypocrisy so many times before you start complaining about not wanting to get hit in the face. Yep. Like, everyone knows, and a lot of stars have said this, even Denzel Washington in one of his speeches when he was picking up a Golden Globe, was pointing to a guy that basically was the person that he like had to be in contact with, sort of a point person from the Foreign Press Association. Um, you know, and... He wasn't cool with it, and he didn't have to be cool with it because no one should ever have to be cool with bullshit. But the fact of the matter is, here's what's really bothering me about the Foreign Press Association. You know, they had the awards this year. They're not on. on, They don't have a TV deal anymore. Nope, it's not televised. Okay. Well, they will be televised next year if all their changes go in. But this year, they're not televised. Changes. Okay, I swear to you, I am doing everything I can not to blow the fuck up because I'm on a microphone, and I just don't want to mess your ears up. But I'm going to tell you one thing. These fucking changes are a joke. I saw their Instagram. I saw their, like, if you look at the fucking timeline, which we have pulled up, a timeline of all the scandals that have happened since November 2020 when that article came out, all right, you'll notice one thing. Their commitment to diversity is the same as my commitment to not eating good food. Okay? It's not there. Yeah. And this whole so, shit this year, oh, we're we're par- we teamed up with the NAACP and we have their logo on our on our back right. Oh yeah. So for for those who don't know, uh, usually Golden Globes, the people who decide who win the awards are universally all white men. Very like almost no women, no minorities. It's very much all white men. Uh, so they got called out for the Me Too for their lack of diversity and inclusion on gender and race, uh, and their inclusion to rarely pick anything that is not um, basically. Uh, they don't usually pick any up. Uh, uh, usually, they don't award a lot of minorities for anything. They don't even nominate them because they have very small focus. Besides being corrupt, where you can basically pay them to get nominated by giving them lavish trips and expenses, uh, expensive gifts, uh, and of that, they're virtually. They're virtually white men. They're virtually all the same. Uh, and they've excluded people from even coming in or joining their association who don't fit the same description as they have as well because you used to have to be even like 
not not nominated, but sponsored to come in by another person in the press already. <laughs> in the so-called press. Uh, but let's be real here. In the so-called press. Yeah, the so-called so foreign press. Basically, people who wanted to get access to celebrities wanted to talk and hang out with them and be lavish gifts. That's what they did. So much so that celebrities had a backlash against the Hollywood foreign press because they hated even taking questions from them because they found their questions to be inappropriate. Um, uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson famously said some of them were so inappropriate they were burning on sexual harassment. Um, like, they tend to harass, they, they tend to... Um, Harass the people that they're, like I said, harass the people they interview, tend to go to death, ask inappropriate questions, and want access to these people that they shouldn't have access to by virtue of nothing else than they hold this award show. So when you kind of think about that, that is the type of corruption. Why Rick is so passionate and angry, that's the type of corruption that we're talking about. Because talking my problem, my fucking problem with this, and again, there I go again, hashtag I cuss a lot. Um, my fucking problem is do not act like diversity and inclusion are, I'm fucking Caribbean. I'm from Puerto Rico. Okay. I am a minority and I'm very goddamn proud of that. Let me tell you that right now. I will not, you know, call myself Rick Smith. No, I am Rick Acevedo motherfuckers. I'm very proud of that. So therefore I have a real problem with People talk, use, throwing around these fucking words very loosely. Oh, mm. inclusion, diversity. Do not throw words around, motherfucker, that you cannot even spell. Because I got a problem with that. I got a real serious problem with that. I don't appreciate that one bit. It is hypocritical. Oh, man, they can spell diversity. It's spelled M-O-N-E-Y. Pretty sure that's a different word altogether. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> right. Right. I'm really sure that's how the Hollywood Foreign Press spelled it. Uh <laughs> but you that's know, funny. but the 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 problem is, and it really comes down to this. They get exposed for this, and. If you look at the timeline, and, and Jonathan, if you'll indulge me for a second, I'm going to put on my spectacles. Okay. So let's look at this. We're minorities, man. We know nothing about reading. Just <laughs> That's what they said at the forum press. All right. Um, let, let's see. Okay. So, this is a tiny organization, all right? And among the accusations, this is, this, I'm not going to read the whole article. This is very long, so I'm just going to go a few points at a time. Um, racist nominations, like that's a new one. Um, category designations and membership. Lack of attention for film, uh, fem female filmmakers, also 100% true. Like, name me how many female filmmakers have actually won an award in the Golden Globes, it's very few, you know, um, members resistance to watching films and shows outside of their apparent comfort zones, now, with the Oscars and everything, usually they send a box of what they want to nominate, like the studios send to the Academy what they want to nominate. And just, just in case someone wants to know, like, well, 87, what, are the, what is the difference? The Oscar has over 9,000 voting. 9,300, I think. Yeah. 
So you could think about that disparity. We're talking about 87 people deciding something versus over nine. It's over 9,000. That work in the industry, that have voting privileges because they work in the industry. And not every member, and this goes for the Grammys and this goes for the Emmys, not every member is like a heavy hitter. A lot of those members just met voting criteria because of their ability to work in the industry, meaning that a lot of them could be kind of Joe Schmo that you're next to at the movies who just has a little bit better of an understanding because they work at this particular industry. You know, maybe not on a bigger level, but still they have the ability to vote. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. go so figure. Yeah, just, just so everyone understands why 87 <laughs> people having that power seems really weird <laughs> versus some of these other institutes. Oh, and here's um, a slavish affection for celebrity and an overwhelming fondness for swag. I'll let you decide what that means. But we know what that means. Watches, purses. Yeah, but we're not talking about a fucking Casio that you got at the Walgreens or a Timex. We're talking about a Bulgari watch that's probably $25,000, you know, with a $10,000 Louis Vuitton purse for the missus. Yep. So, no. And I want to also remind you, for anybody who doesn't know this, it's also a non-profit organization. Yeah, because, you know, not-for-profit not for not organizations always seem to have the most money. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, uh. Like, they pay the highest salaries. <laughs> if you actually look at jobs that in non-profit organizations, usually, like, director jobs oh. and shit like that, oh, like 200000 you know, a yeah, year. It's like... Um. <laughs> yeah. But do we know the difference? So, the LA Times story, which you have pulled up, uh, began to run in November of 2020. Um, do you have the the uh, the byline on that? The, the actual, like, the headline? What was the headline on that? Because I don't have it here. Well, it's just, um, go and go voters in turmoil. Members accuse Hollywood Foreign Press Association of self-dealing, ethical lapses, and Right, there you go. Self-dealing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, there was a dismissal of an antitrust lawsuit from Norwegian journalist, and I'm probably going to butcher this, so sorry uh, uh, to the Norwegian journalist. I, I love your country. Um, Kajersti Fla? Who that accused you? Yeah, I, I missed you know, the, the Fla. Um, <laughs> culture of corruption accused of a culture of corruption and claimed the tax exempt organization operated as a kind of cartel barring qualified applicants including herself and monopolizing all important press access while improperly subsidizing member income mm-hmm. subsidizing member income so you don't even have to have a job at the Wunschluger Schluger Times Right? You just have to be a member of the foreign press and you're all good. You're going to make some money. Because they you know? put people on committees and pay people for being on committees. And so they were notorious for having tons of committees. They'd have committees about having a committee. Yeah, they have the committee. You know the committee on committees? That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the questions that persist around the Insular Association's legitimacy... And the qualification of its members and its ethics. And we go back to ethics, and ethics is a whole different subject that's a lengthy conversation for another day, or lack thereof. Um, 
The report also unearthed something long suspected. The organization has no black members. A revelation that spoke to the recent um, outcry over snubs to show over shows like I May Destroy You. I That's where I call a little bit of BS. And here's where I want to call BS. And please indulge me. A lot of these organizations are notorious for non-diversity, meaning no black members, no Hispanics, no this, no that. So this was a revelation how? Yeah, I mean, hashtag Oscar so white, which was a literal hashtag. <laughs> but but my but my but my question is again, and here's my question though: we go back to the same damn question. How was this a revelation? I'm sure that the LA Times meant well with their article. I'm not criticizing them, and I'm not throwing shade on them. I think these are discussions that need to be had, but I'm just asking how in the fuck this was a revelation to anyone. There has been a massive conversation in the industry going on, and it's maybe now taking some, some speed, but the fact of the matter is that there has been a massive separation in terms of how content is, like how parts and content are decided and everything like that, how awards are doled out. Like, don't tell me that this was a new a new thing that everyone didn't know about. Like, you can't assume that people this corrupt were, like, the nicest people ever, and therefore, if you know, they, they had, you know, like, black members, female members, members of the LGBTQ plus community. Come on. Like, don't sit there and insult the knowledge base of so many individuals to take the time to study these things because they need to be studied because they need to be addressed. Yeah. Don't do that. But I mean, these are issues that people have been bringing up about Hollywood, music, everything for forever. I know hip-hop seems big and global now, but the, even the fight to get that included and its nominations get included into the Grammys and for albums of the year and other stuff took so much because people were so You know what? You know what? Let's talk about that really quickly. I invite you to look up a clip of David Bowie. This is in like the early 80s, right when MTV was in its infancy, talking to one of like the MTV programmers and basically calling his ass out for lack of diversity and saying, but these conversations aren't conversations. If you have someone that's talented, the skin color should not matter. And he was bringing up examples like Michael Jackson, who initially wasn't going to really get any play on MTV, except for he made MTV with mm-hmm. Billy, was Billy Jean? Yeah, Billy Jean, the Billy Jean music video. So, you know, like, it's not like these are new fucking conversations. So that, that this reeks of an expose sounds bs to me, but okay, sure, I'm going to go with that because I'm stupid. And, and, and to me, it's also an open secret because people have been talking about the Golden Globe for years and how corrupt it was, openly. Uh, famously, Gary Oldman, even before he won a Golden Globe, before the sex was there, was like, BS and not going here. People joked about it all the time on the Golden Globe about how pointless and white and how corrupt they are. This is like an open secret. When I say open secret, it's just open. Uh, uh, everybody knows it, but no one does anything. But it's also a lot of it's also a lot of actual foreign talents that are calling that out. It's not even people in our own backyard, which is really kind of what pisses me off too. Like you yeah. know, you 
you reveal an open secret, hooray, I'm going to clap for you all day long. But, you know, revealing an open secret is a lot like jumping in a fucking pool and, you know, assuming you're going to get wet. Well, yeah, it's a pool. It's full of water. You're going to get wet. That's kind of what happens when you jump in a pool. Yeah. So, again, you're revealing an open secret, and how does how does that benefit anything? But here, let me continue with this timeline. Um, so, on February, the show, to, the show aired last year on February the 28th. So, a week prior to that, the um, L.A., Los Angeles time kept hammering at, uh, at them. All right? So... The Time's Up launches protest campaign. So the Time's Up, um, you know, launched two days before the Globes uh, to protest the organization's lack of black membership. Um, among those uh, in the campaign were Kerry Washington, Sterling Brown, Amber Tamlin, Ellen Pompeo. Uh, Amy Schumer, Sean Hayes, Simon Pegg, a, a lot of big names here, okay? Mm -hmm. the, the goal, at the Golden Globes, this is how they handle crisis. This is how you know that these guys were a bunch of morons with like a ton of money. This is their response. On the show on the 28th, um, they stand next to Hollywood Foreign Press Association President um, Ali Saar and former HPF president Mayor Tatna at the ceremony, the Vice President Helen Honey said, We celebrate the work of artists from around the globe. We recognize that we have our own work to do. Black representation is vital. We must have black journalists in the organization. Look, out of all the bullshit I've heard in my life, that ranks right up there. Literally, it's like a bull sat on my face with this one because it's like, Oh, we definitely need more black people. Duh. Like, that, that just reeks, like, you, you didn't even actually take the time to think how offensive that even sounds. Because, like, oh, yeah, we definitely need, you, we can, we just, let's just get a, let's just get a black journalist in here, and it's going to make it all better. That, oh, yeah. in a four-hour show, or a three-hour show, that was 40 seconds of the show. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Oh, I remember that. I also remember that. I don't, because it lasted days. 40 seconds, dude. <laughs> they, they were saying, also, in other times, like, it's not really our fault. Uh, it's not put it in here, but uh, the old president, who also was like Black Lives Matter, is a bunch of dangerous criminals, was also going, well, it's not our fault. It's hard to find talented women and like minorities who meet our criteria. They also said that. Right, because, because you know, um, Spike Lee, Denzel Washington, they're not two of the biggest figures that, that you've ever seen in terms of... Of there's the industry, no of, but but then no, so you can only have no journalists of color. Yeah, no, there's no journalists of color because Gordon Parks, who is one of the greatest fucking figures in American history. Listen to all of our the listeners world, out there. Rick, there's no people of color in the world. No, let, let me let me say this: if all of you, if none of you know who Gordon Parks is, he is the fucking definition of a Renaissance man. Okay, he's like Sidney Poitier, but for journalists writers and directors because the dude could do all that and then some look up the name gordon parks okay look up the seminal film of black exploitation superfly he directed that look up learning tree he directed Rick, that too Rick, they don't fit the criterion of like being a buddy of somebody 
Yeah, and also, you know what? I'm starting to think that the reason why they didn't have any black membership is because no self-respecting real journalist that's busted their ass to get somewhere because they had to is going to want to be a part of such a fucking clownish, stupid-ass organization and be associated with that. Could be that, too. Because who the fuck would want to? Um, So, March... Okay, so 40-second response. March the 1st of 2021, ratings point to massive drop in Golden Globes viewership. Yeah, you know why? Because of the little 40-second commercial you did was offensive and fucking see-through as hell. Yeah. And to know this, the Golden Globes gets a lot of money because studios <laughs> and advertisers love putting it on there because regularly they get about 18 to 20 million viewers for their award season. Which is a highly rated program. It's almost actually close to the Oscars. So if you're thinking about the years before, obviously pre-COVID years, because we're going to talk pre-COVID years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here we have to. Um, because, you know, Oscars, everything are in flux. But previous years, they would get over 18 to 20 million viewers, close to the Oscars. So this is a very important, highly lucrative award show when you think the money that flows in from getting paid from their Ridiculous. 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 To even serve the liquor that they serve to Zabuzi event would pay so much money to the Globes and Globes just to be on there. So seeing that massive drop in viewership, that matters. That really matters. But that but it didn't matter enough. Also. It didn't matter enough, John, because it took them six days. And this is really after the ratings are in. Timing is every fucking thing, isn't it? Um, it took them six days... To, for the Hollywood Foreign Press Association on March the 6th, 2021, promising to improve on its diversity efforts within the next 60 days. I'm sorry. If somebody was pointing to what a dick organization I am, I would have started those efforts right when they fucking called me out. Yep. Not waiting till after all. Because the thing, the thing, done. the one thing that's been happening is things that have been getting exposed, like sexual harassment, like Harvey Weinstein's bullshit. All these things that were getting pointed out. The difference now is like you know, um, journalists are sticking with the story. There's nothing to stop them from sticking with the story. So they're sticking with it. You know this is happening. You already know your boy Harvey's in prison. For running around naked in hotel rooms and screaming. And, you know, fucking just destroying lives. Using his, you know, using his power that way. You should have known better. But okay, sure. It takes six days to figure out what the fuck we're going to do to respond. You know, out of desperation alone to not want to lose the millions of dollars. Seeing as you're a fucking hypocritical organization to begin with. You should have actually started that a lot sooner. But okay. We don't know anything. We're dumb minorities. The hundred percent. The timing was because their ratings were down. So you know, NBC's like, "Well, why am I gonna carry your controversy if you're not even gonna bring me money?" Right. No, but check this out. Check this out. March the ninth, three days later, they hire a diversity consultant. And the thing that's laughable to me about that is, who was this diversity consultant? Because this timeline gets only better. I swear to you, it gets better. Uh, announces a deal with Dr. Sean Harper, a UFC professor and the founder of the UFC Race and Equity Center to raise um, service strategic um, diversity advisor. 
Um, among his responsibility is to conduct and audit and review the association's bylaws, culture, and eligibility requirements um, to help us guard against any exclusionary practices. So you are basically um, putting a hand in a fox house because you're basically telling him to point out everything that's wrong when you know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. But you know you're gonna you're gonna go through these motions. These are platitudes, people. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, they announced that Ropes and Gray would serve as outside counsel through a council to review and address uh, policies, process for membership, and all that. March fifteenth, <laughs> six days later, top PR films send HPFA, um, HFPA, open letter pressing for reform. March 15th, again, dear God, how stupid can these people be? Listen to this, all right? They're like, HFPA issues a statement vowing to add at least 13 black members before the end of the year. Why? Like, oh, we have 87. We're going to ran that out to, <laughs> to 100 by adding 13 black people. We are all about diversity. Really? Except for our extreme corrupted institution, which has been called out and proven to be extremely corrupted, and getting rid of the extremely corrupt individuals already existing in our organization who's been corrupted, uh, sexist, and racist. Don't worry about it, guys. We'll just add some people. We're going to add 13 black people. With the people but, that but, here's, but here's how stupid you look. You say, I'm going to add 13 black people. That way we'll have 100 members and 13 of them are going to be black. That's right, 13 of them. Right, and you know what? They're still a minority in your organization because there's only 13 of them. So even if they voted against all your bullshit, you're still going to get away with it because you're a fucking majority of 87% jackass. Yep, and they're saying we're better reflecting the population. We're better reflecting the population by, yeah, uh, by adding a, an extremely specific number. Of black people. Yes. yes. Right. Um, sure. Um, April 18th, um, H- HFP member declares Black Lives Matter as a racist hate movement. So, you're trying to turn things around, but then you talk about Black Lives Matter as, as if it were a racist hate movement. Mm-hmm. So, one of the most really my, marginalized Minorities in the history of this country, which has been a massive sore spot because it has never been fully and honestly addressed in an open forum where we talk as human beings instead of as fucking hate-filled assholes. No, we're not. We're just going to fucking go, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to call this a racist hate movement. Yep. This, one, this happened. This was Philip Burke. Um, I'm sure he'll probably do a great job, you know, bussing my tables somewhere. Like, if I ever see Philip Burke, I'm going to throw a steak at him and I'm going to be like, you're not even good enough to eat that off the goddamn table, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, um, April the 20th, it takes two days for him to be condemned, all right? And it takes... An additional, it, it takes that same two days for him to be expelled by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So, you make that statement in the middle of a fucking 
public relations disaster. And it takes two days for him to get expelled. Like, no one actually thought... Listen, if you're expressing an opinion, that's one goddamn thing. If you are making a hate comment, which that's exactly what that is... Okay? Especially because you're showing a lack of fucking fundamental understanding of the issues that plague our country today? Or that plagues your own company. That plagues your own company. That you're for, middle of a crisis for. For fuck's sake, like, how, like, why would it take two days? It should have fired his ass right then. It should have had, oh, yeah, hey. But it gets better. Oh, it oh. gets better. Oh, okay. It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. April the 20th. HFPAs. Crisis communication firm quits. April the 20th. This was a great day for apparent diversity in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Um, their diversity consultant that had been hired a month prior to that also quit. Why? Because from the very beginning, this was bullshit. They were never going to change or do a goddamn thing about it. Um, the same and day... Which their communication firm did say their problems were so deep rooted that they felt was a lost cause and the diversity consultant form was like hey those 13 members were basically bullshit and the scope of the problem is way beyond what it's I it's way do. beyond what anybody could solve because the fact the of the matter is if you're just hired goes nope this is a trash fire, <laughs> this is a it's, dumpster fire. it's bullshit and, and here it goes again um pr firm sunshine sacks Hints of departure that same day. April 20th was a terrible day for them. Yeah. Um, it takes them 13 days from that fateful April to unveil plans from a diversity for diversity reform. This story at this point has been out for seven months. All right, six yeah. to seven months. It didn't occur to you that maybe, just maybe to save your little award show and whatever credibility you had gotten. And also the, the Golden Globe was basically a lot of times often seen as like, well, this is the, the award we're going to give you, but you're not going to get the Oscar. Like it happened to Burt Reynolds and a lot of other people that had performed well in a film, but, you know, because they weren't bigger stars or whatever, or just on down end of their careers, basically just weren't like given the Oscar. So it's like, we're going to give you this one. Um, so May the 6th, three days after that, the um, HFP uh, board approves plans for diversity reform. So. See, see, but you know what the diversity reform plan was? Those original 13, they said. You know what? They're right. That was bullshit. We'll make 20 new members, and then we'll try to get black and women members. But, but, but hold on. Make sure they're but, but hold on a second. But hold on a second. Like, you know. So they thought 13 was the problem. So they said, now we'll just add seven, and we'll make them either black or women, and now we fix the problem. Right. Yeah. Problem fixed, right? For everybody who can see me, I'm, I'm on thumbs up because, as you were hearing, the definite problem was the number of 13. You're so right, 100%. Was, it's the unlucky yeah, 13. So you just added seven more, added added more women, and go, oh, we'll do it from unrepresented groups, and now we're fine. Um, I'm, I'm just going to let that go. Uh, yeah. 
But you know, you had to approve. But wait a second, you had to approve a plan, right? Mm. You had to approve a plan for reform. Approve a plan when you're already in the shitter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for reform. Mm-hmm. I'll leave that there. Yep. Clearly, I'm too stupid to fucking understand that plans sometimes should actually take priority and not just be about it merits approval. It needs to be done. But whatever. I'm too dumb. Look, I'm from the Caribbean, man. I'm just straight up dumb. And just because of time, because we're, we're going to the end of this podcast, so just for timing. Yeah. I have to say, so that's what leads to basically everybody boycotting. Cancellation, like, yeah. Like, Netflix comes out, PR forms, stars, everybody's like, we're done with you. That's why the Golden Globes did not air this year, everyone. Because they are a crap show. They did announce new bylaws that, that are supposed to help with their diversity, including spending their membership, You don't have uh, making sure people don't have to live in California, um, new ethics and governing of the, of the uh, gifts that they're receiving and everything else. And now it's supposed to be that their members, even their current members, have to do more to prove that they're still part of the quote-unquote press. Uh, that's what I say because, you know, other members and their submission and ethics. So that's where you get this revision. And so... The Golden Globes are not happening this year. Everybody's basically boycotting them. The new bylaws come out. Maybe next year they'll happen. They were tweeted out. They were tweeted out. Like, the wins were tweeted out and Instagrammed out. And I saw... And here... Here's where I'm going to get to to my closing salvo because I feel like I'm letting my anger get the best of me, but my anger is there for a reason. And here's my closing thing on this. I saw their Instagram. Really. Cute. They now have, a, a, you know, they're teaming with the NAACP. How long is that partnership going to last? And how effective is the NAACP going to be in actually helping them affect any change if they ever get another TV deal, which I don't believe they will? I they, think they're going back to MC. I, I think they're going back to NBC. Hollywood has a very short memory. They've been working with these monsters for years. Again, open secret. This is more than a platitude. True. To say, hey, no, this is this, that you're 100 percent right on that. But it would be the stupidest thing in the world to fucking put them back for any reason. Because the fact of the matter is, is everything that they're saying is see through. Everything that they're doing is see through. How do you fucking solve the problem of lack of diversity? Oh, gee, I'm gonna add that one minority. Fuck you, man. Treat people like professionals. Base things on their level of professionalism and understanding. Don't assume that because someone is a minority, they're going to bring in a minority perspective or, or, or some shit like that. No, it's not about that. It's about treat me like a professional. Respect me for the person that I am. Don't make it about fucking color. Don't make it about, you know, about race and, and your hate for, for the fact that I am as good as you or better doing my work, but I'm a different color or I'm a different race than you. And therefore, I cannot play in your little fucking backyard, and I have to fucking, like, sit back and take your shit and then be quiet about it. No, fuck that shit. And you know what? I'm never going to fucking watch another Golden Globe. Quite frankly, if I ever see a Golden Globe, I'm going to want to buy some at a fucking garage sale so I can peel over them and then use them as golf balls. Because it is bullshit. They're bullshit awards. Yeah. And I'm sorry. But, you know, do not use, do not, and my last thing is, please... Fucking be real. Yeah. Know and understand what diversity and inclusion actually means. 
It means treating people like the professionals that they are because they have earned it. And if anything, they have worked their asses off twice as hard as anybody else, okay? Because skin color isn't the same or because, you know, you're LGBTQ plus or whatever and you have twice as hard to fucking work for that. Because yep. somehow, some fucking how, that doesn't make you normal. Yep. Well, fuck 100%. you. I'm as normal yeah. as you, motherfuckers. Get over it. Sorry. My last word is, you've heard me say how I, I tend to hate award shows because of all the politics behind it. Golden Globes is one of those. Realize <sighs> the politics behind some of these in the background of just what's going on. Because you'll see so much of the shady shit. When I say an open secret, that this all this Golden Globe crap, it's not really a secret. It's you not an really expose. Like an expose. It's literally all out in the open. It's... I really hate that people believe in conspiracy theories because you don't need them. Everything's out in the open of what people Dude, do. Dude, look, look. It's for an those, open secret. For those of you out in, you know, that have never been to California or anything, if you go to the, uh, uh, if you go to Hollywood, right next to Groman's Chinese, there's that little strip mall and everything, and the, on the other side, and Jonathan, I think, took a picture of this with me. I think we took a picture of this. No, Amy took it. Amy took it. That's right. Amy took it. We were there. And it's the casting couch. And it says, this is how Hollywood was made. Let's be straight open about every fucking thing. Let's not, let's just open the goddamn doors and have the real discussion and have the real dialogue. Okay? Yep. Fucking, you know, like, treat people like professionals. Treat yep. people with the respect that they deserve. Yep. Okay? If someone's an asshole to you, I get if you don't want to deal with that person, but that's a different fucking conversation. That's a one-on-one -on -one deal. But yep. treat people with the respect that they have earned. Treat people with the respect that they fucking deserve. Okay? Yep. Let's be a part of the goddamn human race because if you fucking knew science, you would understand that color and race are two fucking totally different things. You fucking ass clowns. Fuck. Yep. And I don't want to cuss, man, but I'm fucking pissed. And for those who can see visually, I'm going to say, and that's why the word goes to my background over here, which is a young picture of Mr. Rick Acevedo over here. Uh, and <laughs> with my son. With my son. Plus son. I, I hate that it's not in focus. Uh, I wish I could bring it. You can kind of see the forehead a little bit if you move to, yeah, you you're fine, you're fine. Uh, uh, you can kind of see it a bit. But if, if anybody's looking, I just want to say that is, uh, that is the real winner of today, uh, uh, Mr. Thank Rick you. Acevedo. Uh, uh, and if you send me a golden globe, I swear I'll break your hands. I will break I'm your hands. Gonna so, I'm going to so. do this just in case anybody's watching so they can see that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, look there. at that. Uh, I'm going to put up the full picture there just so, so people can see it uh, and full screen it so they can love it just Aww. for a second. Uh, Thank I, you, I think uh, uh, I'm going I'm to try to get that. Uh, I'll talk to Ali, try to get that on the Instagram. We will. Uh, we will. I, we'll, 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 I'll have, we'll, have, uh, we'll have our producer, who also happens to be that young uh, child there. Um, you know, take, you know, handle that and, and you guys can see it on the Instagram and everything. But look, um, it just goes, it goes down to that. I'm all about, like, be real. Just fucking yeah. be real. Be who you are. You know, if you're, if you're an asshole, if you're an asshole, I may not like you. I may not want to deal with you, but at least I recognize that you're an asshole openly and not a hypocrite about it. And I think the hypocrisy just kind of needs to stop at this point. I think yeah. we need to, you know, we need to just be real and address a lot of things that I just don't think are being addressed properly. I think we're, we're in extremes now and we're in very unprecedented times, but 
you know, like, be real. Stop making these fucking, like, ridiculous efforts that everyone can see through that aren't even real efforts. As you said, 100% platitudes. It's all bullshit. I'm sorry, and, and I'm not going to change my I'm opinion. Say this. I, I'm personally against all award shows. I don't think the reward shows should be televised. If it's an industry thing, keep it amongst the industry. I think that will solve a lot of the problems. Uh, just keep it away. Get it away. Well, but that. you need to win your Oscar so you can then do your thing. Which is doing a speech about oh, all of it. Yeah, and getting mad and doing Orson Welles stuff. Listen, wait for my Oscar speech. It'll be everywhere on social media. Uh, <laughs> right after I give it. And I'll never be invited back to Um... <laughs> But well, he's got a he's got a twenty year he's got a twenty year clause that like you gotta wait twenty years. <laughs> I, I want I, I really want to Orson Welles it so bad, um, I, I, or Marlon Brando. Either way, uh. <laughs> but, but Marlon stayed pretty relevant though. So like, uh, I'm sorry, Island of Doctor Monroe, Marlon Brando. Yeah, sorry. yeah, but it was still <laughs> come on, man. It was still iconic. You still remember it, so it was iconic. It's, it's one of my favorite things. And that documentary, again, is insane about the going on around Dr. <laughs> uh, the taping of it. It is insanity how that movie came. Nice. Still why it's one of my favorites. All right, so let's give them some recommendations uh, for uh, things that we're watching, what they should watch. Rick, I know you got a recommendation. For I got a massive recommendation for those of you that are Suicide Squad and James Gunn fans, and I fall into those both those categories. I am going to tell you, watch Peacemaker, the show on... Um, Streaming currently on HBO Max. It is absolutely freaking hilarious. You will love it. And um, yeah, you gotta you just got to check it out. Yeah. And so I'm actually going to do uh, probably something similar. But I'm actually a really fan from the HBO Max show, Righteous Gemstones. I'm really a big fan of that. Uh, go and take a watch. I think it's uh, Alfie Company that does a good. Hell uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, go and watch that. But we'll be back next week. Maybe we'll talk about He-Man. Probably not. But He-Man's coming. <laughs> and look, for those of you that love He-Man, we just want to say one thing. We love He-Man too. I love He-Man too. All right. I, I, I watched it the second it came out, and we just still haven't done a podcast. <laughs> we just still haven't done a podcast on it, and it's because right now we haven't got the power. We will get it later. Yes. But, we will. you know. And, but just uh, like the He-Man season, you got to wait a little for it. You know what I mean? You yeah. wait for us to get the power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... I, I well honestly it's me I haven't gotten my Tila cosplay ready yet there's a lot that goes into it and I'm I I'm trying to get my Cringer cosplay but apparently um, getting actual tiger skin painted uh, and fur painted green is very difficult mind you Especially I bought after it... Tiger King two come out it's really hard to get Tiger did you did you know that there was a Tiger King three also what I don't think yeah no there was there was a Tiger King three and it's about uh, Doc Antle the guy with the ponytail that's like a Calls like thinks he's a yogi or some like very spiritual shit like and has lives with several women. Um, it's you know the Doc Antle uh, story or some shit like that. It's only three episodes, um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of Tiger King to go around. You yeah, know? and I mean that's why we can't find our costumes. That's just taking just that's yeah. just taking us just so long. So and also uh, we're currently working with Carol Baskin. She's a wonderful lady. Never killed anyone in her life. Nope, not at all. No, uh, we found out her husband's doing well. Totally He's in Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah, she totally didn't do it. Her, Jeff Epstein, and R. Kelly, and... Um, hey, uh, wait uh, a Bill second, Cosby. sir. They're all in the same group. Sir, wait a second, wait a second. 
I saw the interview with R. Kelly and Gail King. And I'm telling you this right now. That man is a saint. That man is fighting for his life. You're killing him over there. All right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't say the rest of his trick face. I know. I mean, I mean, he's just trapped in the closet. Well, no, he's trapped in a jail cell. Actually, he didn't get him out of that for a while. So. I mean, it's the size of a closet, right? I mean, <laughs> I can imagine him, and this is really what my my parting thought is. I can imagine uh, uh, R. Kelly going crazy and starting to like sing, "Trapped in the Closet," but the actual jail version. Where he's just looking out the whole damn time, and everyone's just telling him to shut the fuck up, or they're gonna cut him up, like they're gonna shiv him. That's like like my perfect world evaluation of uh, <laughs> Mark Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So so wait for our documentary. None of them did it. We swear they totally didn't do it. Um, the documentary. It, yeah, they didn't do it. The documentary, and it's also going to be a car- totally swear they did. It's going to be a cartoon series about their misadventures. <laughs> All right, everyone. With that, we'll see you next week on Cinematch. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>